Fathers and daughters have a special bond. In this episode, we hear from Nick Sullivan, father of Paige, and his account of one of their family's most trying healthcare experiences. Nick also happens to be a system administrative executive at Novant Health, no stranger to the healthcare industry and high-level interventions. Listen to this beautiful story of resilience and confidence, fear and anxiety. You'll see the life lessons that Nick's daughter taught him and learn how we could all take a page out of her book and embrace our cape. Welcome Novant Health podcast listeners. I'm excited to bring to you today a leader at Novant Health, Nick Sullivan. He's the System Administrative Executive for the Neuroscience and Psychiatry Institute. And Nick has a really heartwarming story about family. So I'll let Nick take it away. Thank you, Brandy. Um, And thanks to those that are listening. Um, I um, am really excited um, and a, a slight um, bit um, nervous about this conversation um, for nothing more than the fact that it involves my um, amazing 12-year-old daughter Paige. I think I can I can at least speak to her experience from my lens um, on how it impacted her and, and um, obviously how it impacted uh, me and the rest of our, our family. So um, I've been in Obama Health for a little over seven years now. Um, I started as an administrative fellow um, at Presbyterian Medical Center and um, have the fortune um, and privilege of working now, um, as Brandy mentioned, in the Neurosciences and Psychiatry Institute. And I am uh, extremely uh, passionate about what I do. Uh, I really enjoy the uh, uh, privilege of being able to remove barriers um, and um, create um, a narrative and, and, and uh, a set of possibilities to help um, our practitioners and providers uh, deliver on um, their promise and our promise to patients in our community. So I really, really love the neuroscience and psychiatry space. So um, again, I think this podcast um, is important um, in a lot of ways because I, I'm hoping that by the end of it um, that my story and Paige's story will um, reach those that um, choose to listen in some kind of way and resonate um, that, uh, in, in a way that, that may be personal uh, or maybe um, connected to the work that we all do in, in being uh, in the healthcare space. So, um, as I mentioned, Paige is 12 years old. Um, she was born on June 15, 2007, and um, she is uh, a lot of things, um, but uh, her story revolves around her heart. Um, and I always tell people that um, it's pretty serendipitous that she had. Um, a heart complication she was born with, a congenital heart defect. Um, it's a really super long, crazy word, uh, or, or phrase rather, but it was anomalous origin of her left coronary artery. So in essence, her, her, the valves in her heart were, were switched around um, abnormally. And um, I always tell people that, that it's serendipitous that she had a heart defect because she has the biggest heart um, uh, of any person that I know, and um, she has graced this experience um, in ways that I could have never done, um, even um, as her father and, and, and being uh, much older than, than she. But nonetheless, um, she was diagnosed with um, the anomalous origin of her coronary artery around the uh, age of three months. So she had a really, really bad cough 
and um, at the time we thought it was some type of bronchial uh, or lung related um, situation, something like pneumonia. Um, but um, after taking her to the pediatrician, he uh, noticed something interesting on her, her chest x-ray um, that he thought would be uh, worth bringing in expertise um, um, in the cardiology space. So he made a referral um, to a cardiologist at Duke. And that was really um, tough for me at the time because I'm a two-time Tar Heel um, undergrad and grad school. Um, so the word Duke was, a, uh, was and still is a curse word in my mind. But um, nonetheless, I'm, I'm forever grateful for, for, for Duke University um, Health System and their team. But um, Dr. Malazzo, um, at this time, Paige was around six months, confirmed that she did have this diagnosis that the pediatrician found um, uh, by the grace of God, I say. And um, so we knew at that point that things would be different, um, most notably for Paige, but different for us as well as her parents. So um, the instructions are really, really clear. Hey, you know, this is a very rare um, occurrence. It's rare not so much in the fact that it doesn't happen often, but it goes undiagnosed and undetected. Um, uh, Dr. Malazzo told us that, you know, the far majority of cases that they see um, come about post-mortem. So a lot of the patients, the far majority of the patients who are born with this defect only know because they fall victim to sudden death um, uh, because of the complications from, uh, from the, the heart defect. So um, we knew at that point that there was a reason why uh, we uh, took her to that specific pediatrician. We knew there was a reason why he thought to go the extra mile to think critically about things that he saw. Um, and we knew there was a reason why he referred us to Dr. Malazzo. So we spent the following seven years um, visiting Dr. Malazzo uh, once a year, um, doing a, a checkup to make sure that there was nothing um, that indicated a intervention prior to the eight or nine year old window that he gave us from diagnosis. So luckily from her diagnosis to um, the time that we did decide to intervene the summer of 2016, um, there were no major developments um, in her physio physiological um, sense and, and physiological presence. The one thing that we uh, did uh, have to deal with um, and, and the page most notably had to deal with was the psychological um, distress that came along with not being able to participate and all the things that um, little kids and little girls love doing growing up. So she was restricted from any physical activity, um, strenuous physical activity, uh, because of the nature of her, her defect and diagnosis. So that along with her getting used to the customary visit every single year with Dr. Malazzo uh, was something that we kind of hardwired into her life, um, but didn't really take the time to think about how that impacted her um, as her own uh, self and her own self-identity. So nonetheless, we never saw any emotional um, response to that from her. Um, she, as I mentioned earlier, gracefully talked about her diagnosis. She gracefully talked about her experience and her budding and building relationship with Dr. Malazzo and his team. And even leading up to the actual surgery, she talked about it uh, with a level of confidence 
and a level of assurance that, you know, I'm going to get through this and um, I'm going to be better for it. And it's not something um, that I've ever looked at, uh, and I'm talking from Paige's um, perspective, not something that she's ever looked at as a handicap of any sorts. Um, so we, we asked a lot of her um, to, to take on this as a um, growing young lady. Over seven years, Paige and her parents visited her cardiologist to monitor her growth and development. While her physical health progressed positively, Paige was maturing on other fronts and began to better understand the complexity of her complicated health journey, as her parents were going to soon bear witness. I remember visiting Dr. Malazzo for what would, be, what would be her last visit prior to us deciding, hey, now's the time. Um, it was in um, February of 2016, and um, we were in the office, and uh, Dr. Malazzo came in as always, and he and Paige, you know, hit it off as they always do, and she was a celebrity by this time with all of the um, folks that work in his office. He had changed offices actually um, and was uh, 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 put in their Duke Raleigh uh, pediatric cardiology office in uh, Raleigh um, and not in Durham. So that was, other than, other than that, that was, uh, everything else was customary. He came in, he did the same routine, he checked up on Paige, he asked her about her, her favorite foods that she always talks about and complimented her on her outfit. She's very fashionable. Um, but um, the, the one thing that was different was his perspective that now was the time. And the thing I appreciate about his conversation with us is that he had it with Paige in the room um, because he was very clear that she was as much of a part of the decision as anybody was. And um, that's something that he talked about being a preference for him, um, knowing that decision-making empowers children. Um, in ways that impact them for the rest of their lives. So instead of something being impressed upon her or done to her, um, she was sharing in the, the journey um, that got her to the, to the operating room. So that was a very momentous time for us. Um, and another major turning point um, for me personally as a father was um, we were leaving the appointment and I'm, I'm gonna try not to get emotional, but we, we were leaving the appointment and um, I remember uh, Paige was, was sitting in the back seat and she says, hey, uh, uh, you know, Dad, I, I remember Dr. Malazzo saying uh, that uh, there was gonna be anesthesia and I was gonna be asleep. And um, her mom says, yeah, you'll, you'll be asleep. Um, and that's what the doctors do when they um, have surgeries. They, you know, they put people to sleep um, so that you won't feel anything. Um, and so they don't have to rush. So um, we laughed about that. And uh, immediately after she says to us, well, what if I don't wake up? And as a dad, um, as a parent, my immediate response to that was, wow, my, my, my daughter is facing her mortality. She recognizes that, you know, everything, as much as we play up, 
um, how strong she is, as much as we play up how great Dr. Malazzo and his team um, is, as much as we play up the fact that we're always going to be in her corner, she recognizes, um, even at eight years old, uh, that um, things uh, uh, don't always turn out the way that, that we intend for them to. And this was without either her mom or I talking to her about possibilities and what a surgery entails and what it doesn't entail. Um, she had the wherewithal to, to, to read between the lines. So um, that was a very pivotal moment for, for all of us. And so uh, I, I uh, Paige's mother and I, we, we really um, tried to do everything we, we could from that point on to take her mind off of the culmination of her surgery. Um, we went to Disney for the first time that year, which was amazing. Um, the drive down with five of my other nieces and nephews was not fun, but we made it. Um, we um, did a lot of different things, again, to try to, to pivot um, the thinking around the surgery. Um, Paige uh, ended up authoring a book um, about her experience. It's called Embrace Your Cape, so a little shameless plug there. but. Um, she uh, did so um, as a means of wanting to help other kids. She wanted to find a way to help other kids cope with the anxiety and the stress that comes along with either big diagnoses or um, um, big surgeries um, and letting them know that, hey, there's a superhero in all of us and we can tap into that um, on our own. You don't have to wait on anybody to tell us to do that. Um, and that Again, like she, other kids can endure uh, some of the same challenges and, and triumph through them. So since, since, since that, um, she, uh, obviously the surgery went extremely well. Um, the uh, team at Duke University health system couldn't have been better. Um, I tell people all the time, for seven and a half hours, I was a, I was a blue devil. Um, and I don't uh, shy away from saying that because um, had it not been for not only the, the technical capability of the team there, the surger, surgical team there, but also just the way that they made us feel at home um, and re removed all of the pressures and anxieties and concerns we had and let us be vulnerable and let us live in the moment, um, that made it um, so much more bearable um, for, for us and, and most importantly for Paige. Paige has proven to be a strong, confident, and resilient young lady. Since her successful surgery, she's done numerous speaking engagements for both youth and adults. She's done book signings, and most notably, she triumphed as one of the newest cheerleaders on the seventh grade squad. Congratulations, Paige. You know, everyone us, every one of us has a superhero inside of us, and everything we need to triumph and overcome is already inside of us, and that's the message that she's pushed forward um, um, post her surgery. So um, all in all, I think that um, I, the many lessons, again, along the way um, around um, what we as, as, as uh, folks who commit ourselves to healthcare every day um, face and, and the opportunities we have in front of us to really impact patients' lives um, are, are more than the to-do list that we create uh, and other people create for us um, in our day-to-day. -day. 
And so as, as I've learned um, that, you know, the old saying, and I believe it's um, at least um, in the latest sense has been attached to, to Maya Angelou, um, you know, people, she, she's all, she always said that um, people may not uh, remember who you are. Um, they may not remember um, what you do or what you did for them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I can say that that's no um, less important, uh, no less true um, in healthcare. Thank you to Nick and Paige Sullivan for sharing such a personal story. There's no doubt that Paige's heart was not only repaired during this journey, but expanded in ways that will touch so many more and empower them to find their own courage to triumph through adversity. Paige's book, Embrace Your Cape, is currently available on Amazon. Thanks again for listening to The Human Experience. We hope you'll rate, review, and subscribe to us when you catch us on Apple, Google, or Spotify. I'm Brandi Edwards, and I'm signing off.